Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. What is going on, Andrew Bond? How are you doing out there, my man? I'm good, Martin. Uh, good to catch up with you as well. It's been a while, so... It's been a while. What craziness going on in the world at the moment. I know, man. And also, this is episode number 100, mates. And Congratulations. Mate, you've been supporting me through this. And we remember, we started banging out these podcasts like years ago. And here we are, mate. So uh, nice and for jumping on. It's good to have you on uh, on episode uh, 100, mate, the milestone. It's great to have you on, bro. Most kind of the average of, um, I know you mentioned before, people quitting, right? There's an average time or average amount of podcasts where people quit. That's right. Um, rather than continuing, what is it, like 12 or less than yeah. that, right? Yeah, it's like 13, I think. So they don't mm-hmm. go longer. Yeah, so it's probably okay. less than that, the average. Because people tend not to go longer than, well, they don't go past, I think it's like 90% of people or 95% of people don't go past episode 13. So, mm. so yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's a different, it's a different, it's, you know, way of communicating. And I think it's good, it's good and bad, right? Because uh, everyone's, everyone, anyone can do it. But at the same yeah. time, you know, that means like everyone is doing it, right? So, mm. but. Um, it can keep, be a problem, right? With the information that we kind of gather. Um, on a daily basis, which is something we're seeing, which is more significant at the moment with the coronavirus, right? We're seeing a lot of misinformation out there and conflicting information on what we should do and what we shouldn't do as well. Um, it's kind of similar within the fitness industry. So, um, you you know, you need to choose probably two or three people that are, are delivering the right message or the same message and just, just look to follow them and take it from there, really. Definitely. Because as you say, otherwise, it can be misleading information contradictory and then people are getting confused right and i think that kind of sums up the the fitness and nutrition industry in a sense don't get me wrong it's not all bad there's some amazing information out there you know more information it's the information error right but that can be a problem as well right true especially as a trainer right when you're trying to deliver one message and then um someone with a huge following online is trying to deliver the completely opposite message trying to sell you guess a product to get you in shape or something that is misleading or is going to make them a lot of money but not really benefit you so um it's difficult for the viewers as well and the followers so yeah again during this time we're finding out a little bit more and we're all a little bit confused you know it's it's um it's it's one of those funny times in in my life anyway probably kind of one of the strangest times in my life where um, I'm currently not working. I'm having to find other things to do to motivate myself. Um, so I guess this is what the podcast is all about, right? I'm no expert on the coronavirus. So I'm not going to delve too deeply into that. But what I can tell you is how to stay in shape, how to stay healthy, what to focus on during this time. Definitely. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to stay lean and healthy you know, through this period of, of self-isolation or, or whatever whatever situation you're dealing with in your particular country. But I'd like you to give us more detail on, on your situation then, Anne, because just for the, the new listeners and stuff, you live in the Big Apple, NYC. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, it's it's pretty bad there in terms of the, you, you can imagine, right? The It's one of the most dense cities in the world. And it's, it's a big crisis there, right? With the corona. Yeah, well, it is the money-making capital of the world in one sense, right? You have Wall Street here and things like that, stock markets, and that is all being affected by it. Um, We're not really, you know, again, I don't think it's been made clear to us on exactly what we should do. Like, we are currently being told that you can go outdoors and exercise, um, you can go and walk your dog. I think people are taking too much advantage of that. And in my area yesterday, there were so many people out and about, actually probably one of the busiest I've ever seen. 
So because people are home doing a home from work, working from home, the sun was shining outside. Obviously, we're supposed to keep our distance and things like that, but it was very difficult to keep a distance from one person to the next when you're walking your dog. I had to end up leaving one area because it was so busy. Um, but there's unfortunately at this time there's a lot of people losing jobs and things like that, and obviously the medical staff are overwhelmed. So you've got to take that into account. Like as much as we as individuals working in gyms or personal trainers, we may obviously have to reduce the amount of work we do at the moment. However, we need to think there's a bigger picture here, and people are going through far worse, right? Definitely, and exactly the same here. So most people are you know working from home with whatever that is. I forget what that's called. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. forget about it. Um, <laughs> now, people working from home, working from home, and uh, obviously, I live in Sydney. I live right by the right by the, the Coogee Beach here in Sydney, in the eastern suburbs, and exactly the same thing. I've, I, I haven't seen the beach so busy since like mm. New Year's. It's like New Year's Eve, right? Around here, it's peak summer, yeah. Christmas time. It was rammed the other day, Thursday. I was walking down the beach, and I was like, "People are not taking this seriously." And it's it's a strange one, though, and because your your obviously your your grandmother's from Italy, and you know, it reminds me of, of, of what went on over there. You know, they, the Italians, you know, human beings are renowned for this, right? We don't tend to really take action and really yeah. take things seriously until bad shit starts happening, right? It's happened time and time yeah. again in history. Um, and with, with the, the Italians, they were, you know, they, like you said, in New York yesterday, and like it's been over here, lots of people are outside. You know, Bondi Beach, they closed Bondi Beach down uh, yesterday because people weren't taking it seriously. The beach was more busy than ever. The sun's shining mm. here. And as you said, then it's almost like people are getting outside because none of us, it's the unknown. None of us know what's going to happen if we're going to be locked up and everything's going to shut down. But the Italians, you know, they were out and about. They, they were told the situation, but they were out and about doing their thing, not really taking it seriously. And, you know, as we know, from, from to my knowledge, it went from like one case to about 250 within 24 hours. And I mean, the situation out there now is is just horrific. I mean, it's surpassed China now, the highest, the highest. I think they, I heard recently they had a, they've got had a higher death toll now in, in Italy because they're into the thousands than the Twin Towers, 9-11. Yeah, I think um, the overwhelming factor there is that they haven't really got a handle on it in hospitals and things like that. Um, so, like, this is the biggest thing I can see from this um, this whole movement uh, at the moment is that if we don't kind of uh, stay in control of it and we don't stay at home, then that's going to be the issue that, you know, the NHS in the UK and, and the medical service here in America may be overwhelmed by the amount of casualties. So I think because they were overwhelmed, then more people are dying. But from what I've read, don't quote me on this, I'm no expert, but the, the majority of people um, who died were over 80 years of age and had pre-existing conditions anyway. Um, I would assume as well, and this is my assumption again, that a lot of people in Italy and Spain and things like that, they smoke a lot. Uh, smoking is more acceptable. This does apparently attack the lungs, so that could be another factor that's taken into consideration in terms of the death death toll there, right? Exactly. Yeah, I was saying this yesterday. There, there would be other factors, like we always say, in regards to health in general, right? Lifestyle factors play a huge, uh, huge part in it. But, you know, it's luck of the draw as well. I mean, unfortunately now, you know, we, we hope that other countries would, would learn from what's happened with, you know, the death toll in those countries. But, I mean, like, like we said, Yesterday, I went out, we went out for food yesterday and, um, you know, for the, like, it's like a special occasion with my girlfriend. We went out and it was, you know, it was busy out. And it's a strange situation, right? And because it's almost like hard to fathom. I don't think we've got, mm. I, think it's, I think this is the start of it, right? This is the start of it. It's only, they reckon it's going to peak, you know, in a, in a month or two, which kind of makes sense. 
in terms yeah. of the, the virus spreading. But, you know, for example, I just opened the menu, the food menu, and like naturally licked my fingers to turn the page. And I was like, shit, what am I doing? That, that literally, that could, ki- you know, that could kill someone. That could kill an old, per- like you said, you know, all the people and people like my mother who have uh, a really serious autoimmune illness, which, you know, that's, that's another conversation. People who have their immune systems compromised, all the people, you know, someone could touch that. I, you know, who knows who's to say I'm not carrying it. This has happened time and time again. Like someone like Idris Elba, the actor, I'm not sure if you heard about him. He was carrying yeah. it. He felt fine, no symptoms, nothing. And he was out and about doing his thing. Who knows how many people he passed it to. And it's a situation which it's, it's it, you know, you've got to be, you've got to take it seriously. But then at the same time, you can take that way too far. And you can, you know, a lot of people are, it's, it's an added stress. You know, the, the day and age we live in nowadays, as we've said before, uh, a lot of people are dealing with mental health issues and uh, we're, we're more stressed than ever, really, for, for multiple reasons. And then it's an added stress on top of that, right? Such a kind of a paranoid situation we're in, where you know we're all looking at each other as if we we could be carriers, right? Um, I'm not sure the exact extent of people who have it is. I think that a lot of us may think we have it, but I think this is in a high percentage people who are kind of paranoid that they have it do not have it. So, you know, your concern is: Are you affecting older people? With my clients, older clients who may have pre-existing conditions, I've just cut them off. Not in the not in the sense cut them off in the sense that I've totally ignored them. I've just cut them off in terms of will I go to see them or will I do sessions for them? I did that last week. I'm just staying in contact with them just to see if they're okay. And I think like as personal trainers, we're on the front line of health here. You know, we need to be at this time. We need to be kind of positive for um, family members and clients and make sure that we are on top of checking up on them, um, ensuring that they are. They have food and things like that, ensuring that they're being spoken to by family members and ensuring them that and ensuring that they have workouts to do at home just to keep themselves busy. Exactly. And talking about health and positivity, just just to change gears a little bit, you know, I think uh, that is uh, hopefully just the last thing I'm going to say on, on the actual virus now is hopefully we'll look back and, you know, we've all overreacted, but obviously it's always better to be safe than sorry, right? And when we're talking about talking about health, that's what we're going to be dropping on you today is some tips to keep you lean and healthy throughout this period. Obviously, that's our our wheelhouse is health and fitness. And as uh, fitness coaches, we certainly have a duty now, as Andrew said, to to pick people up. I think that's the you know that's the bottom line really because a lot of people, as we said, they're they're feeling even more stressed than ever now with the situation. You know, a lot of us have. You know, we're not we're not 21 anymore, right? And we're in our 30s, and my, you know, my mother's 58, and she has an autoimmune illness. And you know, we all have people who we love, and they could be more vulnerable, so it can be stressful. But just to pick up the spirits, I think um, it's a case of like one one thing that I've been doing myself, Drew. I think talking about the mental health side of it is. It's just that I told you about the gratitude thing. That's the one thing. I don't do meditation, but um, but in terms of gratitude and being grateful for certain things and uh, putting things into perspective, that's something I do every day. And that, that always helps when uh, I can go into that state of worry because, you know, I'm thinking about my mother or whatever. I wake up sometimes in the morning, I'm thinking, oh, shit, is this actually, is this actually happening, you know? Because all it takes, you know, you know how, you, how popular, the, how, sorry, how dense the UK is. There's like 70 million people living there. Um, you know, I think, you know, all it takes for my mum to have contact and I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking a lot of things. And then when I go back to my gratitude whilst I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I just do the two, three minutes of gratitude, grateful for three things. It could be anything from just waking up in the morning to having your health, 
to having your family, your partner, and that switches my mind, uh, switches my perspective on things, and that's that's really helped. So I guess you know, tip number one, I think that is the number one thing for me. I'm not a mental health ex- expert, but just doing that simple few minutes of gratitude every day really helps me. Is there anything that you do which which helps change your state of mind or? Uh, pretty similar to you, Mark. I think, you know, during this time as well, we need to, another factor we need to take into consideration is people's mental health, right? Definitely. You know, um, that means checking on each other, um, family members, anyone you know who might be vulnerable or not vulnerable. Just talk, see how they're feeling during this situation. We know that coming out of it, people are losing jobs. It's going to be a struggle for the next couple of months following what's happening with the coronavirus. So any of these little tips that we give you today you can apply are going to help massively. Um, for me, like for mental health, I just try to, like you say, practice gratitude uh, morning and then in the evening. And I also try and write down what I thought when, um, went well during the day and what I thought that I can improve on. So self-improvement, I take that into consideration as well. Um, a massive one for me for mental health is, is focusing on sleep. I would probably put that above anything when it comes to overall health. I'm not sure if you agree with that, right? 100%, 100%, yeah. Uh, this is a time now where you probably are going to be um, isolating yourself at home. So this is a time where you can start working on self-improvement that will help with mental health. So if you have poor sleep, I have no doubt that your day, the next day, is going to be messed up. And you're going to be having negative thoughts. You're going to be anxious. You're making wrong choices with food. You're not going to be able to exercise as efficiently as you would do. And that all comes under mental health, right? So um, for me, it would be practicing gratitude, focusing on sleep, making sure that I'm moving throughout the day, I'm exercising and eating well, you know, eating natural foods, which are not going to mess up my stomach, foods that sit well with me. And we know that the stomach is now linked to having mental health issues. So that becomes more of a priority. Absolutely. Yeah, with 80% of the serotonin receptors being located in the guts, we all know how important gut health is and eating a diet which is, you know, a balanced whole food diet, essentially. So, you know, fiber is really important for the gut, which is why we always talk about the importance of vegetables, which which will come to soon. But I'm glad you mentioned sleep. And before we go into sleep, I'd like, because we're still on the first tip here, we can just tie this up into mental health. Uh, journaling is, is, is a big one. It's been a, a bit of a game changer for me. I haven't been as consistent over the last two weeks, and I've noticed it actually. But just doing a brain dump, I didn't. I, I put off journaling for a long time just because I didn't know where to start, and I was overcomplicating it. I was like, you know, how do I? What do I write on this page? But it's pretty simple. You just dump your thoughts onto a piece of paper for a few minutes. I, I do it in the morning, and sometimes I do it in the evening as well. But I find for me, it's generally more effective in the morning because we tend to wake up generally in more of a stress state with our cortisol levels higher. Our stress hormones are a little bit higher in the in the mornings. So I just dump what's you know my fear my thoughts, you know, my fears, my thoughts and my feelings onto a page. And it's really helped and it really builds that awareness. Even within a space of a few weeks, like two weeks, I really noticed I started connecting certain things like, oh, this, you know, I feel like this because of this reason and this is what I need to improve on. And just like Andrew said, um, learning about what you need to improve on and what you need to change is is very important. So that, that's a big one for me as well. But yes, yeah, sleep We've talked about this many a times, but yeah. I think in this situation as well, tie, you know, linking this to sleep, I think we're in a situation where we, we're we going to want to be more entertained, really, because if, if we're having to self-isolate for a few weeks, we're probably going to be consuming more you know, Netflix and social media or whatever it is 
to entertain us. And I think that just maybe reading a book before you go to sleep, just a simple tip like that is something that really helps in my sleep. Just 20 minutes before I go to bed, I'm talking about a paper book now, not reading off my phone, obviously. And it really helps me wind down. And in fact, I did it last night and I just started falling asleep within five minutes. Uh, and that's that's a really good tip just to just to help you improve your sleep quality. Um, and that is the foundation. I'm glad you said that, Anne, because I think that is literally the most important thing, really, uh, than anything when it comes to your mental health and, and wellness, really, sleep. This is certainly a time for uh, self-reflection and self-improvement, right? So you mentioned journaling and things like that. You know, during this time, if you're at home and you have nothing to do, the easiest thing would be to just go into Netflix and just watch TV all day and things like that. But you could take into account, okay, how can I improve my nighttime routine? Can I start dimming the lights earlier? Can I start reading a little bit more? Can I start having conversations with loved ones a little more? Um, this is a time for you to focus on not just your strengths, but your weaknesses as well, uh, and, and start to implement changes now that will work for the foreseeable future, right? Absolutely. It's a great opportunity to do that. And that's such a good point. It's a great opportunity to start building new habits and developing new habits. As Andrew said, then we, we, we always talk about this, but it is literally the most important thing is, is, you know, the sleep quality. And if you can just start doing that, um, a really, really good thing we do is we've got those. Have you tried those pink Himalayan rocks, uh, rock lamps before Andrew? No, I've heard of them. No, I think I've yeah. heard on another podcast. They're pretty handy, right? I tried to, uh, I just usually, um, have candlelight, um, and just turn the lights off really but I've heard they're, they're pretty authentic right they're pretty good oh they're great yeah and you know you can still see enough to to do even if you want to read or whatever you can still see enough to still do whatever you're going to do you know we're not, we're not saying turn the lights down and just don't do anything you know we're not saying that we're saying th- those for example those pink Himalayan uh, rock lamps they're very inexpensive as well we we, we we basically turn two of them on because red lights has been proven to actually be beneficial for your sleep and for reducing stress levels um but also putting the candles on as well and dimming the lights down and if you can do that you know a minimum of one hour before bed ideally um but but if you can two hours before bed and just just winding down before bed and and setting yourself up for, with a with a good night routine and as andrew said then that's something that can carry over into your uh, into your life and hopefully you can continue to be consistent with when all of this drama's out the way right mm-hmm. and that's also going to reduce your stress levels as well definitely another underlying factor that's gonna gonna make you feel a little bit better definitely and i'm glad you mentioned about being present with your family because i've noticed a lot of that myself i'm seeing a lot of love and and unity throughout this period and i know i just you know it seems like we're just at the start of it but what i'm seeing is people who are self-isolating you know families and i saw yesterday the whole of california having to self-isolate and it's it's really taking its toll across the UK and the US now, and uh, it's, it's not going to be long before it happens here. But what I have noticed is families, you know, posting or whatever it is and just having, having fun together. And I think it's a, it's a time to, to really be present with your family and, and just enjoy that time. Because when do we, we talk about this at Christmas time and stuff, right? And when do we actually get that quality time with our, our loved ones? It's very limited and I'm noticing more at the moment as well. Um, that obviously I'm home all day and that's, that's having a different effect on, on my own relationship but also I, I did a post earlier as well about my dog as well He's, I know that sounds a, a little ridiculous but he is a lot happier at the moment when I'm there um, he seems less anxious and he is also um, he doesn't play up as much let's just say that so there's usually a time at night maybe around 8 o'clock where he starts getting a little crazy he may play up a little bit um, but because I'm there pretty much <coughs> excuse me, throughout the day um, he's just chilled, huh? 
So it's it's crazy the effect it's having on on different things. So exactly. That's done. That goes. That goes to show, right? But um, yeah, I think just to kind of, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else now. And, you know, we, we, as we say, we always say we're not we're not psychotherapists or mental health experts. We're just talking based on experience and and you know what the science points to, really. So just to wrap up the mental health thing, I think the key thing is is obviously sleep is the foundation. So if you can prepare yourself for a good sleep, that is going to be the main. Uh, contributor really to like one of the main contributors to, to managing your stress and finding different ways to to really manage that stress if you, if you know you're not going to be in work in the work environment or driving your car as much all of these things are added stresses so as we as we said if you can take it as an opportunity to really start honing in on right how can i um, work on my personal development can i can i start journaling and look even if you were to take one of these tips away like like i said whilst you're brushing your teeth in the morning how simple is this I got this off uh, Jamie Ollerton actually, and because I was I wasn't being as consistent with it, um, writing it down. So I thought, right, whilst I'm brushing my teeth, it's an easy win. Two minutes, go over three things I'm grateful for. Just that little tip there. If you do that every single morning, it changes the way you think. It did for me, and it has for many. Um, and also, like Andrew said, then preparing yourself for a good sleep. And you also said, um, well, obviously I, I've I've been doing journaling as well. You said at the end of the day, what was the other tip you said at the start? Just writing down what you can improve on. Yeah, just um, you know, see how your day is. Have a reflect, you know, reflect on your day. See what's gone, what right during the day. But also, there may be times where things have gone wrong. Um, don't take that as a negative. Take that as a, a thing to learn from, and write down how you could improve on that the next time. Mm. I think it's. I think it is important. We spend a bit of time on this topic though, because uh, the stats are crazy. You know, when I looked at. The first two years, uh, sorry, the first two months of this year, I looked at these stats with coronavirus and there was like, you know, 2,000 odd deaths. There was like 160,000 deaths from uh, the flu. And then there was a hundred and, sorry, there was, no, no, sorry, there was, there was 70,000 deaths from the flu and there was like 170,000 suicides. And I mm. looked at those numbers and I, although we know we're, we're, you know, we, we know that we kind of know this at the back of our minds, the suicide rates higher than it's ever been. But when you see those numbers, it makes you think, Jesus. And, uh, I guess a lot, you know, some people listening to this might be thinking, you know, I haven't, I haven't got my family or, or, you know, I haven't, I'm, I'm quite, I feel, you know, they might feel quite lonely through these times. Some people might be self-isolated on their own, you know, what, what do we, you know, we, we don't know this, the, the personal situation, but as we said, if you can take one or two tips away from this, uh, because, it's something that I think everyone needs to really uh, hone in on, including Andrew and I. I think it's, you know, we, we both know, right, and when we can manage our stress, our performance in the gym improves, our relationships tend to improve. You know, my, my gut health improves. I even notice when I'm stressed, is a, as we said earlier, the link between the gut and the brain. All these things I've started connecting to now, so. And considering that, you know, you're talking about suicide there. I know this is supposed to be an uplifting podcast, but surely there's, I'm sure, well, I think it's pretty much proven now there's a correlation between the use of social media and the increase in suicide. So during this time, it might be a time to reduce the amount of time you're spending on social media because you're going to see and not a lot of negativity uh, linked to um, the current situation on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. So if you can only give yourself a certain time during the day to check it, during those other times be productive elsewhere with reading or reaching out to friends or cooking or cleaning or whatever that might be and it may be a kind of kind of a time to either switch off social media completely or just tune out or zone out Mm, great 
you uh, you read in my mind, mate. It's good to have you back on because you you one you step ahead of me, brother. You keep me on my toes. That was the part I forgot. Yeah, the uh, the social media aspect and something I've talked about before. But now's the time for you to go into your settings, right? Because we talked about just being more present with your family or wherever it is. If you have people around uh, at this period, if you're fortunate enough to, then go into your settings, go into downtime, and you can set your phone to lock you out of certain apps. Uh, whatever time so for example last night every saturday for me 7 p.m it locks me out of all of, pretty much all of my apps apart from my messages so out of instagram i can't check i can't scroll i can't go on there to do what i gotta do and then i'm forced to be more present and then you can set the time for it to, to allow you back in then so it allows me back in the following morning at like 9 a.m or whatever it is so there's an opportunity to do that and be more disciplined and, and treat you know treat it as a practice really because as we said before you know, social media and, and food and all these things require discipline and sleep. It's not just going to the gym that requires discipline and requires uh, consistency. All these other things uh, are also a practice. So how about you practice, you know, like Andrew said, allocating a certain time to go on social media. It's very, very, it's much easier said than done. And I'm not saying we find this easy, do we, And No, definitely not. <laughs> Not at all. There's been times, though, in the past where I've taken a little bit of time off social media, like uh, two weeks to a month, um, just because it didn't feel right uh, mentally. So that helped me uh, helped me a lot. So if you are kind of if it is triggering you and you're feeling a little bit down, looking at it, it may be time to just switch it off altogether for a little while, and you will start to feel better. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's a good practice to put in place. You don't always need to be on there. You don't really miss much when you're off there. Um, believe it or not but if you are using it for business and things like that then obviously you need to be on there quite often but again like I say limit the time on there set your uh, your settings to uh, I usually take two hours off it in, in the morning and, and at least two off in the evening just so I can kind of reflect in the morning nothing triggers me I can be more productive in my day in my morning and the same at night time I don't want to be seen it at night because if, it, if something triggers me or something upsets me or I feel a little bit down then that's going to affect again my sleep and then that leads on into the next day as well. So Definitely. And that's one thing I'm really strict with is not checking my Instagram within the first, uh, generally within the first hour of waking. Sometimes I'll have a post ready and I'll dip in and put the post in. I'm straight out of there. I don't check anything. And that, because waking up, most people do that. And I'm glad you mentioned that as well, because most people get up, check their emails straight away in beds, go on Instagram and start scrolling. That's, that's the normal thing to do now. Um, but that will put you straight into a reactive state and it will change people. Some people might think, what's he talking about? It'll change the way you think for the rest of the day, you know, because I stopped doing this about a year or two ago and I noticed a massive difference in terms of how I was feeling my stress levels, because think about it, you're going on, you're checking, you're scrolling through your emails. You see one email, which is going to stress you out from work. And then you're going to be straight into that fight or flight state. Even if it is a mild uh, boost of you know the stress hormones, it's still going to change the way your brain works. And also, maybe that was a bit rich, but it's going to change the way you know you feel. And the same thing is with social media. You go on there, you see something that triggers you. Um, and even checking messages. I checked a message. I remember a few weeks ago, I checked a message off someone, off uh, an old client about this thing we were talking about. And, and, and she said something that triggered me. Obviously, that's my own issue. But I, I was just really, really annoyed and I felt really anxious for like the first two hours then when I was training clients. And I thought, that's it now. I'm not, I'm not even going to check messages when I can help it. So, I mean, that's the extreme version end, but I think that's a good point. And just to wrap this point up, um, you know, we're, we're rambling a bit, but I think it's important for us to, uh, to delve deep into this. You know, um, working on your personal development, that, that could be tip one. And I think 
you know, studies show, the stuff we mentioned, even if you can get a pen and paper and write this down now, gratitude, commit to two, two, three minutes a day through this period. Journaling, even like I said, even if you pick one of these, you don't have to pick all of them, but write them down. Journaling has been proven as well, brain dumping to be uh, really beneficial for your brain. Studies have shown this. So just writing down two or three minutes of your fears, thoughts, and your feelings. And then what was it? Social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, tips, what tips would you give for social media? Uh, just what we just um, said there. So limit the time on there. Yep. Take time yep. off if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, only follow certain people as well. We've discussed that before. Mm-hmm. Um, follow one or two people as opposed to 20 people because the message can be conflicting, especially during this time. And sleep, just wrap that one up for us. Sleep, pivotal for everything, really. Um, I put that on top of uh, top of the table for uh, health. It's going to have a knock-on effect to how you feel and how you perform and, and, and how work goes the next day, etc. So just focus on it right now. Make sure you have a good nighttime routine in place. Make sure you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep at least. Um, and don't um, let me emails and social media take over your evening or morning. Great stuff. Point number two, let's try and lift their spirits, Drew. Yeah, let's talk, uh, let's talk movement, exercise, right? Body weight exercise, Andrew, is something that Andrew and I, a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, when we were gym, proper gym bros, we probably would have laughed at that if someone said to us, you can build muscle with body weight exercises, right? Yeah, most definitely, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, looking back at some of the training sessions I used to do were, were crazy. Um, but now, I would see that as an opportunity. Um, I certainly see this time as an opportunity for you guys to do something different. Work on your movement, work on your strength, um, work on isometric uh, holes and things like that. What do you mean by work isometric? On, just, uh, just holding a position for a certain amount of time. So, Like a plank or holding a squat down yeah, in a squat be a position? Plank, could yeah. be, it could be a wall sit, it could be a, a split squat, it could be anything like that. Um, yeah. These are types of different challenges that you can add to your routine because you're not going to have the same amount of equipment that you have in a gym, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to challenge the body in different ways. We're always talking about the body adapting to exercise. So this is a new stimulus to bring in that your body should re- respond to pretty well. So if I were to do a routine now, maybe I'm going to work on how I move. There may be a, uh, a weakness, maybe my overhead press. I'm not quite able to reach that with my, without my rib cage uh, extending upwards, okay, and my back going into extension. So how can I improve on that? Um, am I able to hold a position for a certain amount of time? Am I, am I able to do a pull-up, a push-up? If I'm not, how can I work on those weaknesses? By the end of this isolation, am I able to do one of those movements? Am I able to do one push-up? Am I able to do one pull-up? doesn't necessarily have to be linked to aesthetics and how you look it can be linked to okay can i get one repetition of this or can i improve my strength in this area so doing uh different workouts now is going to be really good for your body and give yourself a little break from weights i'm I'm, I'm sure you're going to come back stronger i would imagine absolutely i'll tell you what and if you do it right it blows my mind with clients when I, some clients I have to communicate with them really well because, for example, one now, she's had a trainer before. You know, the typical, she's been pushed really hard. Um, the trainer used to, you know, beast her and really, really push her in the gym. And that's what she wanted. So she came to me, she's like, right, I want to get in shape now. I've let myself go a bit. So I was like, right, let's do it then. So let's do some movement. And I was doing some basic bodyweight movements with her. And then I just developed like a circuit for her to do based on her weaknesses. And she was blown away by how hard it was. If you do, Andrew, even if you do like say two or three body weight exercises, you know, which 
Say, say for example, you you uh, like a single leg, like a toe touch or whatever, where you're just balancing on one leg and you reach your toe. You can make that so challenging if you do it with perfect inch perfect form and you're engaging all the right muscles. If you're doing like like a circuit with no rest in between as well, and you're really focusing on tension in those muscles, you know, like you obviously a band if you can if you can bring a band in there as well. But I mean, it's so challenging, and you're burning, you know, you burn a lot of calories. That comes as a side effect of doing it. And and yes, you might even you, you probably will build a bit of muscle for sure because it's you know it's novelty, it's a different stimulus, like Andrew said. But it's really really challenging, and it's it's definitely an opportunity, I think, for people to really work because you can never do enough mobility, you know, within reason, right? You can never really do enough mobility, right? And mm. and I would just challenge yourself by doing it. This is, this is the tip now. If you are isolated at home and it comes to the point where you're limited to where you can go outside, right, which looks like it's, it's kind of setting upon New York at the moment. So you want to do this frequently throughout the day as well. So um, just to take up some time because there is going to be an element of boredom involved in sitting at home all day. We all know that. So if I were you, I would just challenge myself with four to five exercises. It can be using the band or it can be using body weight. Um, work on your weaknesses and do these for 20 to 30 minutes at a time, um, three to four times throughout the day. It's going to eat up some of your time. Plus, you're going to get a good, as you said, you're going to burn a few calories from it. You can get good results from it as well. Absolutely. And I always go as, go as far to say just, you know, because most people, even if you were to commit to say, right, I'm going to do, because sometimes it's very hard. I like to uh, point out the fact that it is. it can be harder to motivate yourself when you're in your house, right? I understand that because most people go into the gym is what gives you that motivation and that drive to, to go and train. So even if you just commit to like 10, 20, 10, 20 minutes, say, right, I'm going to do 10, 20 minutes and I'm going to do, you know, this bodyweight circuit or whatever it is. And then do 10, 20 minutes again, like Andrew said, but frequency is king. So whether you're, you know, just, you could just use a resistance band. If you look into, you know, build muscle and get a pump on your muscles. And if you are, you know, totally driven by aesthetics and you're like, you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I don't care about mobility, right? Then you can just get a band and do say two to three uh, resistance band sessions, pick like four to five exercises and just hit those weaker body parts. And I've got um, mm-hmm. videos on my YouTube as well, which you can go and check out if you just go over to Martin Silver Fitness on YouTube. Um, but when it comes to the uh, the, bo- the mobility and the, the body weight stuff, like you said, and yeah, 10, well, ideally if you want to do 20 minutes of that twice per day, you'll accelerate your results, Right, mm-hmm. definitely. And uh, talking about frequent frequency, this can be then linked to when you go back to training in a gym. If you do have a weak body part, say it's your glutes or your arms, train them daily. Definitely, train them every day to bring them up. Um, it doesn't have to be hard every day. Obviously, it can be a tough session on the Monday. Then Tuesday we have a band session or a little pump session on some machines. Wednesday we go hard again, then Thursday again another pump session. So just get into the routine of doing these sessions now so you then apply them to your weekly routine anyway. Definitely, yeah. Those band sessions change the game for us. We've talked about this before, but in case you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about the resistance bands you get with handles. And let's just say you wanted to bring up your, let's just say you wanted to bring up your legs and your shoulders, right? Which has always been a problem area for me in the past. But you don't need a, don't really need a band for the leg stuff. You can just do some bodyweight squats, 10 to 20 reps. And then if you really want to go for it on the legs and bring them up faster, you can then do some splits, what I used to do anyway. You can then do some split squats, so like a, like a stack lunge, 10 to 20 reps. And then for your shoulders, you could just stand on the band then, you know, the band with handles, and just do some side laterals. So you're lifting the band out to the sides. And then some shoulder press. So four exercises. Do three to five rounds. So you're doing them in quick succession. 
And that would take like, you know what, seven, six to 10 minutes maximum. If you were to do that once, twice, three times per day, even within the matter of like a few days or a week, you'll notice a difference. It really brings up those weak body parts and it aids recovery. Um, but when it comes to the, the body weight, just a home workout thing we're talking about, um, I have like a, I have a workout I posted on my YouTube as well, a recent one. Um, like Andrew said, is you only need a band and your own body weights and you're, you're doing the full body. Uh, you're working on those weaker muscles, you know, work, there's some good core exercise on the one I just posted because most people need to bring up, you know, the internal core muscles. And, you know, again, doing a few rounds of that is, is, is very challenging. And also, um, yeah, go on. I was going to say, I was going to talk about movement, but is there anything you wanted to say on that topic? Um, no, I just, I, I think this, I think I was going to break up another point, but if you're going to go into movement, you can, you can chat. No, go on, no, break another point. No, go on. Um, I think, from what I've been reading, the amount of junk food, junk food that people have been buying has increased, right, uh, during this time. And that would be the easiest thing for people to do is just start eating terribly at this point. But you need to take into account that your energy expenditure is going to be down, so your movement is going to be decreased mm. ver- um, massively during this time, right? So it may be um, a, a, a time for you to... Um, decrease the amount of calories you're eating. I know that becomes more difficult when you're at home, but if you your eating reflects your results, right? So during this time, if you do want to stay in shape, then you are going to have to have a bigger control over calories. If you don't mind putting on a bit of body fat and a bit of weight, and you are looking to bulk, quote unquote bulk, then it may be a, ta- a great time to increase calories at the moment. But this becomes into effect where we always talk about eating more and more natural and whole foods. Because they're much harder to overconsume. Um, if you're sat, you know, people will argue all day that okay, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Okay, you can add junk food to your diet. However, during this time, I promise you, if you have a cupboard full of junk food and you're sat at home, the likelihood of you eating all that in one go is pretty big. So it may be a time to think, right? Can I now focus on different types of food? Can I bring more whole natural foods into my diet? Can I eat more vegetables? And we talked about earlier bringing different principles into play that can help you in the long term. This might be the time to start implementing changes to your diet. You have time to do it. Start eating a little bit better. Let's take health into account, right? This is a health scale. If you have pre-existing conditions, you may be able to change some of those conditions by eating a little bit better and moving a little bit better. So now is the time to start implementing those changes. And I'm sorry, I have a little disturbance there. So, so good. Um, and start focusing on, on nutrition and eating more natural foods. Definitely. And that's a, that's a good segue into our next point, talking about nutrition. Because just a simple habit, without, without going uh, off track too much, a simple habit that Andrew implemented with one of his online clients recently was, was to eat more vegetables with his breakfast. And that is something I use with one of my clients, online clients recently. I said, listen, your goal, one of his goals for one week was uh, just to have vegetables most mornings with your breakfast. So he'd have his usual, wherever, wherever he was having, but he was just making sure he's having, he's, he's into the habit. Luckily, he's, uh, he's already into the habit of having eggs and meat and stuff like that sometimes for breakfast. So he was just adding a bunch of vegetables to his breakfast. And even within the space of a few weeks, he, know, he was like, do you know what? I don't, he said, I'm not craving the foods I used to crave. 
That was his, mm. that was his number one kind of feedback I got from him. He said, I've just stopped thinking about the foods I used to crave even a few weeks ago. Uh, and that's how powerful it is when you implement simple habits like um, eating more vegetables for breakfast. It, it, you know, it can change the way you eat for the rest of the day. And, you know, buying junk food, that's a very good point you mentioned there. But buying junk food or buying foods which are going to be more likely to make you overeat, like any processed foods whatsoever. Don't get me wrong. We've got to be realistic about this now. A lot of people listening to this, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna be in more of those foods, right? Because we're going to be bored. We're going to be inside. But the key thing is, is not buying stupid amounts for a start. If you're going to buy some of that food, keep it within reason and don't buy stupid amounts of it. Because like Andrew said, you can bet your life that you will eat those foods. And it kind of takes me into the next point I wanted to mention is eating in front of the TV. And I've talked about this a few times. The other day, I think, I think about two weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat in front of the TV. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I haven't done it for a while. It's, it's enjoyable. Do you know what? I didn't enjoy it anymore because I, was, I, cause I haven't done it for so long. It made me realize that I'm not paying attention at all to my food. So I'm watching the TV and I'm because I know this is, this is kind of like a, somewhere it takes a while to get to this point when you're mindful about eating, right? So I don't want to go off too much on one here, but just even when I eat in general, I'll put a podcast in, but I won't go on my phone and I won't distract myself from my from, from my, eating my food. Uh, and when I was sitting in front of the TV the other day, I was like, wow, this does really, I can see how this can be disastrous and why it has been uh, a real big issue for me in the past, eating in front of the TV. We associate, uh, we, you know, we go to the cinema, for example, we associate TV, cinema with food, right? It's just something that we do. So, if you can start implementing habits like, right, I'm going to make sure when I do eat my food, even if I do have some dessert or some crap, I'm going to eat it on the table with my family, for example, especially in times of if, we're, if you are self-isolating or whatever, just try not to eat in front of the TV because uh, I, think, I think I looked at a study recently, actually, it's been proven that you will, you're much more likely to overeat calories. And yeah, just I wanted to bring that point up. And what was the other one I said? It's then? just mindless eating. Yeah, mindless eating. Yeah, yeah. And again, you're talking about building relationships, right? You sat down, you're having that conversation with family or friends or loved ones. Um, your phone's off, right? Less social media has been discussed. Leave your phone there, have that conversation. It just builds up those relationships. But also, this is another opportunity for people to start cooking more, I guess, right? You're talking about having junk food in the house. The temptation now is to order out. There's still restaurants. Okay, this could go both ways. We need to support restaurants because they may go under, okay? So we may need to buy the odd takeaway here and there. However, this is also an opportunity for you to cook your own food. So Definitely. if you are, you know, and that's something we should be doing on a more regular basis anyway. We're talking about controlling what the amount we eat. It's very difficult for us to know when we're eating out the exact amount that we are eating. That's why sometimes we tend to put on weight. So... This is a time now. Can you cook more? Can you bring in fresh ingredients? Can you support local markets and things like that and buy natural foods from them? Keep their businesses running and just start implementing different practices because if you're looking to lower calories and you are looking to, you know, the worst thing you that can come out of this is if you put in a lot of body fat. It's going to be harder to reverse when this finishes. Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. And that's, that's, a, that's a critical point you made there because it's no joke, you know, especially who people... You know, let's face it, six out of seven people struggle to manage their weight, right? So through this time when you're indoors and confined, and yes, you can go out on walks and stuff like that, but it's going to be much, much, much easier to overeat. And talking about eating a bit healthier, you know, maybe increasing your protein intake as well. And we have some new recipe 
cookbooks now on our website. So if you go over to, they're free, by the way, completely free. Hundreds of recipes, three different books. We've got we've got a high protein one, a low carb one, and a vegan one. But if you download the high, go over to optimizeyourbody.com now and download the high protein recipe book. There's about 50 different recipes in there. Most of them are really simple. You know, don't overcomplicate. Don't think, oh, you know, I can't cook. So a lot of people say that to me. I'm, I'm a, it's really, really simple. You'd be surprised how simple these recipes yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I notice Andrew does, you, you do a, a bit of cooking nowadays as well, don't you? Some of your food, like simple stuff like putting, put, I know it sounds to most people a bit boring, but putting veggies in the, in the baking them in the oven, right? Certain vegetables mm-hmm, yeah. and adding uh, salt and olive oil. I've certainly improved. Like, uh, you know, I didn't really take advantage of, I've discussed this recently with uh, Nancy, but I didn't really take advantage of my upbringing and I had an Italian grandmother and, and mother and I didn't really take advantage of their skills in the kitchen. Um, I guess as I was younger, I didn't really, that wasn't my fa- my main focus and priority, right? So, but now I'm actually getting into cooking quite a bit. And if you say you can't cook, neither could I, right? <laughs> I just put practice in week by week and I'm, I'm inventing new things, I'm enjoying it. And it becomes part of my daily routine. So there's always one way to start. We certainly can't do a lot of things. However, if we, if we practice, as we practice these habits, we get better at them and it becomes easier in time. So whatever we're saying here, you can all implement it. It just takes time. 100%. And high protein. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say as well, sorry, I was going to say, obviously, we've said this time and time again, but, you know, higher protein generally suppress your appetite more. So if you download, uh, go to optimizeyourbody.com, download it for free, that high protein recipe ebook. Um, tasty recipes, very simple to make, and it's going to generally fill you up a lot more than, you know, obviously eating crap food. And if you're a vegan, you can get the vegan one as well, and that's obviously going to get you eating more plant-based foods. Very simple to do as well. And, and also I've got um, on my YouTube, Martin Silver Fitness, I've got heaps of different, well, a few years ago I made these, very, very basic um, meal recipes. So just go over to my YouTube, Martin Silver Fitness, and, and, and check it out. But just just keep it real simple. And like Andrew said, supporting local businesses, I think, is an important one. Uh, that could go both ways because I heard on a recent podcast about, you know, supporting restaurants because this, you know, this industry is going to be going to be hit really hard, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to, unfortunately, it's going to shut a, a lot of businesses down, you know. Some businesses will thrive, you know, the likes of, I don't know, Amazon and stuff like that and, and door-to-door businesses. But I think, you know, most of these restaurants now, bear that in mind, even restaurants who don't normally do the door-to-door stuff, um, they, they, most of them are doing that now so you can support these businesses but it kind of contradicts what we're saying because for the most part really you want to be preparing your own food and, and again developing new habits and, uh, and you know cooking meals and healthy meals is always a great one right Drew? Exactly man. that's it Yep so yeah just that was, a, that was a third point then on nutrition any other little little, uh, little uh, hacks you've got for the audience and on nutrition and eating right? We covered most of it, didn't we? Yeah, I think... But the key um, thing is eating whole foods. You said that, right? Eating whole foods. Yeah. They're much, they're much harder to over, over-consume. Um, again, processed foods are designed for that reason, to over-consume. And if you do have them within your home environment, not hidden away, then they're going to be eaten. Definitely. By the majority. 99.9% of people haven't 100%. got that will control not to eat them. And the science points to this. I'm going to bring this study up one more time. I've brought it up about 100 times now. But the one on, it's a crazy study, the cross study as well. So they had people eating the same macros. So they weren't in, and the same calories. So they were eating roughly the same amount of protein, fats, and carbs, same calories. One was eating, one diet, uh, one group study was having 
processed foods, purely processed foods. The other study was having whole foods. The people eating the processed foods overate by exactly 508 calories a day. That's an extra 3,500 calories over a week, which works out about a pound of fat. So, mm. I mean, the study, the science points to this, right? And it, it was a cross study. So they crossed over the groups and then the same thing. So they switched over. The other group was eating process and so on and so forth. And the same thing happened. So it's not, it's not even the individual, right? That's how powerful these uh, highly palatable foods are. So you, you need to really, like, we're trying to lift your spirits here, but you just got to be really aware about this if you're serious about staying in shape over this period, right, And Yeah, but also for health reasons, right? We, like I said earlier, we are in a time where our health is at risk. So we want this strong immune system. So what better time to improve that immune system by eating better, moving better, Sleeping drinking well. more water, getting more sleep. These are all pivotal in, in the role to improve your immune system. If you're concerned about the actual virus itself, um, then you know it's, there's more of a reason for you to start bringing in these factors and start um, bettering yourself and improving. Absolutely. Yeah, that summarizes that one. And just to go back to the last point, I wanted to elaborate a little. So just three points here, right? We've, we've, we've condensed a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll put a blog out on this as well. We've condensed a lot into these points. Uh, so point number one is on mental health, right? So taking the opportunity to work on your self-development, personal development. Number two, we talked about exercise and about really implementing uh, body weight and band exercises and workouts in the house, which will be extremely effective. I can't stress that enough. I've had amazing results with clients um, just from doing body weight and band workouts, and it's been an absolute. It's been so transformative for me as well, just doing the resistance band sessions, both for aesthetics and for my energy levels. And and the same goes for Andrew. But I just wanted to elaborate on that second point about steps, movement, and um, just increasing your activity. And how do we how do we work around? How do we navigate around that one? And it's going to be a tough one. It really depends if you're allowed out of the house right at the moment. Um, at the, you know, in Italy, they've been implementing measures where you are only allowed out with your dog. Um, sorry, in southern Italy, where my family lives, and they're only allowed out with their dog for um, around ten minutes a day, I think, or ten minutes twice a day, maybe that. Um, and they can only walk a hundred meters back and forth. Um, so they are, we are really limited to the amount of movement, movement you can do. At the moment, we can walk our dogs wherever we want in New York. So I've been just trying to, because I have more time now, trying to take him out for an hour. I've been up to four hours recently taking him for a walk. So um, if they still allow you to go outside, obviously keep distance from other people, but you can walk as many steps as you want. Um, if it comes to the point where you're going to stay inside the apartment, then my advice would be try and get your NITA, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis, by doing chores around the house. So there may be um, some material around the house you need to fix or put up or paint or anything like that, or to keep your, your house clean, give it a deep clean as well, and that will then increase the amount of movement you do. It doesn't necessarily have to be planned steps, right? It can be um, other factors taken into consideration, try and get up and do as many sessions per day as you possibly can. Um, but I don't really know the true extent of what we're go- what is going to happen to us in terms of lockdown. So for now, we do have the freedom to get those steps up. So a 20-minute walk after dinner helps with digestion. Um, that'll help you get an extra 2,000 steps a day. Um, so you can implement these things to the true extent. I don't know what we're going to, you know, how we're going to be locked down. So difficult to really answer that. But for now, we have the freedom to get outside Get outside in the sunshine, which is vitally important during this time and any time. Get your vitamin D levels up as well. Again, go for a walk with family and friends. 
Um, and it's just going to help you feel better because everyone's feeling a little bit anxious and stressed in this time and probably a little bit down. So just to improve your mood, get outside as often as you can. Definitely. And I wanted to talk, firstly, no wonder your dog's not anxious, taking him off for four hours a day. Bloody hell, you're burning the poor bugger out of you. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, quiet. So. No wonder he's calm now. <laughs> no, he's like a lunatic. <laughs> no, but uh, I wanted to talk about that, that because one of the most effective I've said this recently, right? One of the most effective things that I've implemented myself over the last few months is is walking after I've eaten. And just for an example, the other day, uh, it was boiling hot outside. It was like 35 degrees. And I'd been outside with uh, with a client, actually, for obvious reasons. And I was just I was just knackered. I thought, I can't go back out there. And I racked up like 11,000 steps in my house. And that wasn't, like Andrew said then, that wasn't allocated steps. I wasn't right, right, I've got to get up and do 5,000 steps now. I'm pacing up and down. I was, I had had some food. Now I always, I tend to eat about three times per day, big meals. And I tend to walk after I've eaten. Every time I've eaten now I move because not only does it really aid digestion and um, it boosts your energy levels, but also, if you get a chance, if you do, if you can go outside, you get in the sunlight and the vitamin D. But studies have shown that actually it helps to suppress your appetite as well, which is a really important thing for you to bear in mind. That actually, studies show uh, a recent study showed that um, it reduced just by walking for say 30, 20 to thirty minutes after you've eaten your food. Uh, it reduced your triglyceride levels, which is the the fats which tend to build up in the blood. And what it did also is it boosted, just by doing this walk after eating, it boosted your leptin levels. Now, leptin is the hormone which tells your body to stop eating effectively. So it goes to show you got less chance of overeating as well. If you get out, so you're going to be burning more calories, boosting your energy, aiding digestion. But also the chances are, your appetite's going to be more suppressed. So it's, it's a win-win, really. And uh, you don't, if, if you can't go outside, like Andrew said, in countries like Italy and whatnot, and uh, you know who knows what's going to happen in these busy cities such as New York. Um, but in your house, I'd, I'd done 11,000 steps in my house the other day. But as I was saying, I wasn't allocating that in. All I was doing was, right, I've got a bit of work to do on my phone. I've got to check some emails. So I had my, my meal, and I was just walking up and down uh, in my house looked looked a bit weird, right, Drew? But I was just checking um, checking my emails and, and deleting some emails because I let them build up. Doing some stuff on social media, meshing a few people back. You can still be productive, especially especially when you're in your house. I know it sounds a bit weird, but you can actually you can you can when you're out when I'm out walking, I don't like to be on my phone all the time, looking down on my phone and checking stuff. I like to be present and enjoy the outdoors. But in your house, if you just if, you, if you're just walking up and down. You can just do some stuff on your phone. It doesn't mean, you know, we're so used to sitting down now, human beings, that we just do everything sat down. Why not get up on your feet? And and again, implementing those habits like walking after you've eaten, uh, something that I know Andrew does as well. Um, it's a game changer, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be surprised at the, what the power of movement can do. I think, you know, we're all sucked into the the hype that we need to do planned cardio but however we don't necessarily need to do planned cardio we just need to fidget move do some housework and that will help us lose weight providing we're in a calorie deficit right mm, definitely yeah and that's and that's where it comes it all ties into one thing that's why eating uh, less if you can eat less uh, processed foods and more whole foods and i wanted to say as well like we always tend to say don't think that we're trying to tell you oh i've got to cut all this shit out now just simple mm. habits like don't buy loads of shit food to keep in the house because you will eat it 
um, okay. and add in more, taking an opportunity to add more healthy foods to your diet. If you tell yourself that rather than saying, right, I'm going to try and cut back now through this time, the likelihood is it's going to be very hard to sustain that because you're going to have more time on your hands. You're going to have more, you know, you're going to be bored at times or whatever it is. So try adding more foods like using the recipe book I talked about on the website and add in and experiment it with some new healthy foods, right, And Great point. That's, some, yes. that's a massive point that I missed out there as well. Um, again, eat, uh, drink more water during this time. That's an easy that's an important walk, one. Walk to the top. There's an extra 10, 20 steps. Walk to the top, walk back, okay? Exactly. Simple enough. Um, or maybe just give yourself um, a task of saying, right, I'm going to prepare food just once per day. Exactly. You know, practice cooking once per day. Maybe do it first thing in the morning, breakfast, or early morning is the best time to implement things because when it comes to the evening, Often we're like, mm, don't really have the energy to do this. I want to relax now. Mm. So you make that one of the first things you do in the morning. I'm going to prepare one meal, a good solid meal, then start bringing that and implementing that, and things are going to change for you anyway. Oh, definitely. And uh, the good thing about all the stuff we've mentioned is, you know, this podcast is, is timeless, really, because they're just lifestyle changes which you can implement and they will be complete game changers so never like andrew said then never underestimate the power of movement you know movement is medicine everything we talk about is is from a holistic standpoint if you like everything the body is one organism right it's not like i'm gonna do this to burn more calories and just looking at it looking at things right i want to get in better shape there's nothing wrong with that but just starting to connect the dots and i guess that's what i was going to say it all comes down to awareness so with your movement it's also a great opportunity for you to start actually tracking how many steps you're doing and realizing oh actually i'm doing x amount of steps so if you even if you haven't got a fitbit or a wrist piece just keep your phone on you the health, for example, the iPhone has the health app, you know, with the heart icon built onto the phone on your main screen, and that tracks your steps. Just go on there and set it up, take you less than a minute, put your weight in there, wherever it is, keep your phone on you, and you'll start building more awareness. If you don't know now how many steps you do, this is going to be indicative and tell you exactly how many steps you're doing. So then going forward then, when you do go back to work and you're, you know, you go back to the office and you sat in your car more and you sat down more, You'd be like, oh, okay, when I had this time of two weeks off, I was implementing these habits and I was moving, you know, I was doing 10, 15,000 steps a day. Now that I'm sat on my ass in my car and in my office and I'm getting distracted and I'm going to meetings and I'm sat down more, now I'm aware I'm only doing four to 6,000 steps. I need to ramp this up. So, yeah, and it doesn't have to be a high tech gizmo, right? Or high tech watch. No. I think that's the misconception people have. We have to get the best one in the Garmin or whatever it is that they're the most expensive. Just anything will work as long as you're tracking that data. It doesn't really matter. Exactly, mate. Just Look, this is money. shameless. Look at that, mate. Look how terrible that looks. I don't care. Cost me like <laughs> cost me like ninety dollars, right? But it, it does the trick. I've had it for years. Uh, 90, 90 Aussie dollars as well, which is dirt cheap. So, um, yeah, mate. So just to just to summarize that, really, um, personal development. The first point. The first point mental health mm-hmm. uh, number two we talked about we talked about body weights and band workouts and just doing stuff in the house just doing workouts in the house and on that point just go over to uh, my youtube and check or just go onto my instagram and check out the home workout i posted recently you've got a free workout there for you to to implement if you try and do that twice a day uh, for at least a few weeks you'll get good results just from doing that uh shameless plug here andrew and i designed a uh, a home workout program as well which is now half off so 50% off that home workout program, which is a, a nine to 10 week program. And, and that will, you know, it's actually a perfect time span because it looks like this is going to go on for 
at least three to six months not that you're going to be isolated for that time but this period of you know potentially gyms being closed down who knows what's going to happen so it's a great opportunity for you to build some muscle improve your mobility and improve your strength and, and everything really because this the way uh, Andrew and I have designed it is it's, it's split into phases and it's structured for you to, to continue to make progress. So that's 50% off. So go over to optimizeyourbody.com and check out the home workout plan. Uh, number three, nutrition ends. Just wrap, wrap mm-hmm. that one up for us. Yeah, just have awareness of what you're eating. Um, bring in little changes, subtle changes, as Martin said earlier, in terms of can we drink more water? Can we just add some... Uh, a form of good nutrition to our daily routine, whether that bringing in vegetables with one meal per day or is that can we cook one meal per day, maybe preferably in the morning so we don't forget. Um, having an awareness of how much we're eating. Obviously, we're doing we're, – our energy expenditure is lower. We're moving less. So we should be then taking into account the amount of food we eat. So we should be eating less with that as well. Focus on whole natural foods for the most part. Um and because they they are they they're not easy to overeat, right? It's much harder to eat um, a bowl of potatoes than there is a bowl a bowl of potato crisps or potato chips, right? Absolutely. And then uh, finally, number four, movement. Yeah, um, movement. Again, we're not sure exactly what's going to happen in terms of uh, shelter in place, or so if we're going to be stuck to our apartments. So for now, we can get outside. Can we move uh, more? Post dinner to aid digestion. Can we get a 20 minute, 30 minute walk in there? Do we have pets that we can walk around with to increase our, our steps and our energy expenditure? Um, can we get out with family or friends? Can we do frequent workouts throughout the day that will increase our movement? Um, take into uh, account non exercise activity thermogenesis. So that is neat. That means anything we do outside planned exercise. So try and get things done around the house that you've been kind of skipping over the last six months. I know men were pretty bad at that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can we do more housework? Can we do more cleaning? This is all going to uh, take effect, and, and we need to take this into account to increase our movement throughout the day. Definitely. Can we play more Twister? I spot we got that board game here. We haven't played it yet. We need to do that now. No. Yeah, Twister with the family, right? Simple things like that. Have some fun with it, right? Remember that game? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, exactly. If you got that in the house, that's I've playing a bit of sport. Like I've been playing kind of football and and, and uh, rugby and things like that stuff that I haven't done in years, and I really enjoyed it. So How much fun is do it, man? Oh, with a small it. group of people. Do you know what I mean? Two or three of you. Yep. Kick it around. Keep your distance. Like have some fun, and you know it's exercise at the end of the day, and you will feel it. So that's exactly right. Make the most of that now. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But at the moment, you know, it's just the perspective, right? And I think it's just the way you look at things and, uh, and you can look at it as an opportunity to grow. And I think uh, it's amazing in a sense. It's just not amazing all in all, obviously, but looking at the global thing now and how everyone's coming together, it's a way of unifying people one way or another anyway. So I think, uh, you know, looking at the bright side of it, really, and just thinking, right, how can I grow from this? Uh, what can I do to, to really benefit me and the people around me, really? And again, we're not experts on this topic of, uh, of corona, but we're just talking from experience and how you can improve your health and, and, and wellness, really. But um, yeah, that's, that, that's a wrap, mate. That's, that's an hour spot on. Um, I could keep talking, but uh, it's great to have you on, Drew. Same to you, mate. And, you know, uh, let's make the point that as personal trainers right now, during this moment, we need to uplift people. We need to be there for people as well. Mm. Um, you know, we're on the front line when it comes to health. Um, so let's not take advantage of people during this this time. Let's just help them. Um, be there for your clients. If you have elderly clients as well, look out for them. Reach out, get in touch, fix stuff up for them, do whatever you can. 
That's a great point, actually. Great point, yeah. Because there's a few trainers who listen to this, so awesome point there. And yeah, it's, it's a key thing is now is to support, is to step up to the plate, right? And and you know, our job now is to is to make people feel good, right? As trainers, I mean, there's only so many times you can tell someone to wash their hands, right, Drew? Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, if uh if it could go over to the website and download all the free guides, go over to optimizeyourbody.com slash forward slash free guides, I believe it is. But if not, if you just go to the main website, optimizeyourbody.com, go to programs and download the free guides. We've got the free fat loss fundamentals guide, we've got a free fasting and a free um and another guide as well. I forgot what it is. Um wherever it is anyway free ab guide <laughs> ab guide that's right <laughs> good, good ending there mate uh, also get the free recipe box as well go over there and download the free recipe box and if you do uh, if you're interested in, in online coaching and nutrition and, and fitness coaching online remotely then uh, get in touch with Andrew or I uh, go and email email us at admin sorry admin at optimizeyourbody.com that's admin at optimizeyourbody.com and above all Keep your chin up, right, Jens? Yes, sir. Be positive. I think we're all going to get through this, right, if we implement the right measures. Um, things are getting better already in places like China and things like that. They're on top of things. So it will, um, obviously, if you're in Australia or UK or US or anywhere in the world, um, the times will get better and, and it will improve and we'll be through this sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Onwards and upwards. Nice one, Drew. Have a good uh, good, ev- good evening, mate. Thank you, mate. Have a good morning as well. I know I've woken you up early on a Sunday morning, so enjoy your day. That's all good, man. I'm eating into your Saturday evening here, so uh, have fun, mate. Have a, have, wild, have, a, have a wild time with Otherwise, your boys, yeah? in the homes. I'm good. <laughs> Make sure you and Floyd have a ball, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you soon. Thank you.